kissing is so stupid. In what way? It's gross, don't get me wrong, but in what way is it stupid? What, okay, what are we, in ninth grade, and you're going to dry hump me until my dick gets raw, and we're not going to fuck? Kissing is first base. And it is gross. It really is gross. It is gross. It kind of makes sense from an evolutionary standpoint. If what it is, is there are certain people that you need to be around, and you need to have all their gross shit in your system to get your immune system built up, and so that's why you touch faces every now and then. Right. It's like a guaranteed way of just spreading disease yeah. and germs. That's all it is. There's nothing more to it. Stop kissing quick story is my wife loves the bachelor Ugh. and yeah oh is right and i love my wife so i watch it with her every now and then they show that dork and he is a dork every single time they always show him kissing at least one of them every episode and literally i gag the sound of people kissing oh man is just so <laughs> gross you know if the producers of that show gave a shit about good television what they would do is have one person have a venereal disease when they put him in there and then just see how long it takes for that shit to spread through the whole camp like wildfire. And the reason why we're talking about how kissing spreads disease is because the band Kiss is a disease. And I would argue that it probably does not spread by kissing because I can't imagine that anyone who is hardcore into this band was ever getting laid that much. I just assume that if you are a huge Kiss fan that you are just kind of a dork. I don't even know how to describe it. First, what category do we even put Kiss in? They're not a metal band. Are they They're like a pop rock band, I guess? I'm going to make the argument throughout this episode that they are not a band there you go no that's actually <laughs> that's a good argument that's a good jump off point is kiss even a band i really don't think they are no. anytime that you well first of all we should say this episode is going to piss off a lot of people especially people over the age of what 40 at one point the kiss army their fan club had close to one hundred thousand members oh my god that's what they say yeah so how many really also how many of them have received a darwin award by this point and they aren't alive anymore <laughs> are they even still here and what those people are going to say when they see that someone made a podcast called Kiss Sucks is they're going to haul out that old argument of, well, they're one of the most successful bands on the planet, so you know, how bad can they be? It's not a valid argument. How come they sold so much merchandise, yeah, Mark? Yeah, that doesn't, that is not a valid argument. One Direction. How come they're in the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame, Mark? <laughs> That's, again, not a valid argument. There's so many bands that we have already covered and will cover more of that are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that do not deserve it. Also, selling things does not validate someone to be... A the name of this podcast is Your Favorite Band Sucks, not Your Favorite Marketing Plan Sucks. Yeah, bingo. Not Your Favorite Merch Company. Yeah, go talk to Gary fucking V about how to sell lunchboxes to people who got held back three times this in high school. This is not the podcast for that. <laughs> Then the next thing they're going to say is, oh, you guys are assholes. It was meant for kids. It was always meant for kids. It's just supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be for children. Hey, psychos, if you think this is a band for kids, I pray that you do not have children because this band is an instruction manual for how to fuck up a developing human being, at least sexually. There's nothing kid-friendly about that. I almost feel like even the members of KISS, if they were to hear that, would be upset by that. I assume it's no, probably not overtly at least trying to be sexual in a gross it's so gross. It's actually grossing me out to think about it. It is gross, but no, I believe they were directly marketing it to children the entire time. Of course they were. Look at all the types of merch products. Your parents were bad parents. Oh, absolutely. You might have to actually reevaluate how your parents parented you if they bought you this record when you were a kid. We're talking ICP level of kids should not be listening to this. There you go. Thanks, Kiss, for paving the way for ICP. I think ICP is probably better than Kiss. 
Oh, dude, no question. At least more entertaining. They're not pretending to be anything other exactly, than what they true. are. Exactly, that's true. There you go. ICP is at least genuinely just ICP. KISS is just some sort of weird marketing ploy to get you to buy more. I don't even know. Did you look up some of the crazy shit that they made? Oh, I did. I've got a list. It's It, it really is just a giant marketing. But what's interesting about these counter arguments that we're presenting and not allowing any KISS fans to uh, present any further arguments is that it's just making our point for us. No one can defend this band using any of the criteria criteria that should be applied when judging a band. Right. A band. Musical talent. Singing ability. Not a single one of these guys is a good musician, a good singer, or a good songwriter. Singing is arguably some of the worst. We were talking about it. If anyone's listening to this and it's been a while since you've listened to a Kiss song, pause this and just go listen to some Kiss songs real fast because I think it'll blow you away how truly terrible every aspect of their recording. There's nothing ridiculous about it. Nothing at all. The only reason I even know Kiss songs at all is because at some point in every bar that plays music, it always comes on. So you just kind of inadvertently learn the words. In a very loud, drunk environment. Always. Where you're not, I mean, if you put on fucking headphones and listen to a Kiss song, it's just audio ineptitude. Really, really drives it home because you're not drunk in a bar at one in the morning. Yeah, try it. Singing, you know, falling on the ground or whatever. Okay. Okay, so we've covered, this really isn't even a band. It's more like a cartoon, really, or like a comic book. Cartoon characters, they handed musicians tools to, and they abused them. But today, we are here to judge Kiss on the turf they chose for themselves, which is as an American rock and roll band. And if there are people out there and you still haven't figured out, one thing that happens on this podcast often is we're accidentally telling you how to become massively successful without having any talent whatsoever, get out your fucking notepad. We're going to teach you the way. Another side note before we get started. If you go read the history of all the different band members, makeup and the nicknames and the meanings of it all, it feels like you're reading an instruction manual for like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a cohesive. The only people who cares about this shit are old dudes who own guitar amp repair shops. But I space out when I'm reading about who replaced who. I can't pay attention. It's so lame. It's just people that just sign contracts to like work for for a company is what it feels like. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it... Well, it is now, for sure. Definitely now. I can't make myself care about that. I'm not going to sit here and talk about every single person who was ever in this band. It's just a bunch of dudes you're... Grandma probably wanted to fuck, and maybe some of your grandmas did fuck some of them. Oh. Who cares? <laughs> okay. Is that too much? Nah, no. <laughs> what, it, what it is is the kissing stuff made set my mind Ew. on this gross path. So. Yeah, your grandma. That's yeah, just it's, it's a double cringe. All right, so here's something weird. The first band that Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley were in together was originally called Rainbow. This was before Dio's band, but there was still another band already called Rainbow, so they had to change it to Wicked Lester. Wow, really? Yeah, and I have no idea what that band sounded like, but they somehow got a record deal with Epic Records, made an album, and the dude at the label, the A&R guy, hated it shelved it, said he was never going to put that out. Brutal. Presumably because, as we all know, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley are only capable of making really, really awful music. So then they invited that same label guy to come see their new band, Kiss, with all the makeup and the extra shenanigans. And that time, he turned them down again because they still fucking sucked. Do you wonder if maybe he saw it and he was like, 
oh, you guys are just doing what Alice Cooper did. This is already being done right now by somebody that's way more talented and actually writes interesting songs or, I don't know, just better at it. I hope so because, I mean, everyone loves it when we talk about who the band we're talking about ripped, ripped off. off yeah. And I mean, yeah, two words, Alice Cooper. Overtly, not even <laughs> like, it's painfully obvious. There's not even a moment if you're listening or watching Kiss that you're not like, oh God, this is just straight up Alice Cooper ripoff. And I think that even, I think that Gene Simmons would tell you that. I don't know. I, I don't know if he ever has. I don't think he would I personally. think he would. No, you he's think been, so? He's been pretty open about them ripping shit off. He talks about how often they stole guitar riffs from British Invasion bands. The people who want to defend this band give him cred for doing that, saying, well, look, I mean, he's the businessman. All he did was he took this stuff and then he made a bunch of money with it. Like, that's a commendable thing. I don't think it is. No. And I think what the product that he was selling and who he was selling that product to, I'm going to say pretty immoral, actually. Yeah, there's nothing redeeming about it at all in any way. I don't understand why he gets so much credit for that. Okay, so they do get signed. Some label does sign them to a record deal. It's not a very good story. Who cares? This label starts throwing all this money into promoting them, and they're on tour like crazy, but their first album still only sells 75,000 units. Just awful. And no, of course, I did not fucking sit down and listen to the entire thing. Give me a break. Second album didn't do that well either, but the label just keeps sending them back in the studio. This is something we've talked about before. You know, they just keep putting content out there, hoping that something is eventually going to stick. Throwing shit at the wall. And the third album, they lose some of their rock edge in their sound and go for (laughs) a cleaner pop sound. Boom. Rock and roll all night. Yeah. God damn, I can't even... Saying that it's rock and roll is still really hard for me. Rock and roll all night is on this album, but it still doesn't sell well. The highest that single goes on Billboard is 68, number 68 on the Hot 100. That's not very high, but everyone starts going to their concerts to see this big show that by now they're putting on. The label's dumping all this money into the production, fake blood, the makeup, the fire, the smoke and shit. Outfits. Yeah, it's a big rock and roll show. The circus comes to town. You're going to go see it. Only the real losers are actually buying these albums and listening to them at home. Actually going through it like, okay, I'm going to listen to this entire Kiss record. Here's my favorite thing. My favorite thing about listening to any Kiss song is knowing that whatever part you choose to focus on, be that the drums or the guitar or the vocal or whatever, it is so laughably bad. And that's the best take they got. Or even comped it together to make it sound that good. Uh, definitely comped. I'm going to go with definitely comped. And that's how it's definitely comped and it's still that bad. These dickheads spend hours in recording studios and whatever you end up hearing is the actual best they can do. Hey gang, it's Tyler breaking in here. We wanted to commemorate our Beethoven episode with a little something special. So go to shop.yfbspod.com to pre-order our newest t-shirt. It's terrible. I designed it myself. There's other bands where it is definitely a band. He even used the word. So it's one of those artists. Well, artists again. I'm having a hard time with words here. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to list the other artists. It's one of those uh, things, traveling things, circuses. I've heard this described from other bands too. It's like we just got to see them live. Oh, don't listen to it. Yeah, you just got to see them live. That's actually a really common thing. And to me, that's a dead giveaway that it's not a band. It's just a show. Kiss falls into that category. Well, it really gets into the division of music as art versus. The entertainment business. Just strictly entertainment. Because music is an audio art form. If you're a band and you don't make good albums, you are not a good band. 
Good bands make good albums. There is no argument. A good band can set up on stage and play and people will be amped and not even have a backdrop. I've been to so many shows where they don't have backdrops to say what band they are and people are like screaming every word having a great time, you know? Fuck like, yeah. And they don't have a single light other than the lights shining on them, you know? Any show you see at the end. In Nashville, there's a venue called The End. It's Small a, venue. There's no room. The most production I've ever seen is uh, A Place to Bury Strangers brought some laser lights in. Yeah, but even then it's still minimal. You'll notice it, but it, because it's so small. I mean, I'm just a sucker for club shows anyways. I prefer seeing all my favorite bands in clubs because I feel like you're getting a real experience. Yeah. What did the poor people do when they the first people that went and saw Kiss? Or were they even watching some fucking dorks on- Their weird clown makeup yeah. melting off because they don't know how to put it on right <laughs> exactly. yet. Blows his pinky finger off trying to set a smoke bomb off inside his guitar. Yeah. Dude, this is, place is tiny. Like, just play your instruments. Okay, you can. Can you imagine trying to haul all this shit into 75 people capacity venue? It just doesn't work. Think about how many fucking bands started because they saw Kiss. This band is probably responsible for more and worse bad garage bands than the Rolling Stones because it's all the same shit except add in homemade costumes, attempts to replicate this production, and of course the music they're trying to copy is made by people who can hardly play their instruments. Yeah, I was gonna say, so if you're trying to copy it, it's easy because the bar is set so low by Kiss. Well, we want to be the next Kiss. Well, that's like not difficult. I guarantee you there is a Kiss tribute band that is better than Kiss. 100%. This is probably the only band that you can say that about. Yes, I bet you anything that they sound better, but they're tighter. I guarantee that's true. All right, here's something for everyone who thinks it's so great that Kiss got them into rock and roll when they were 10 years old. Also, anyone who's got a kid and you're planning to show Kiss to your children, please pay attention. I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) Just throwing that out there right now. Uh, This band's lyrics are a one-way street to creating a misogynist adult. There's no way out of it. If you worship Kiss, you're just going to become a misogynist. For sure. There's no way you are going to become a sexually mature human being. For one thing, all of these songs are written as if they've never seen a female orifice. Uh, The metaphors that they use, we'll get into, are bonkers, man. Just fucking insane. I think this is what it would be a good word to describe it as. I think this is this will work, right? This will work? I think so, yeah. The sexual metaphors in their lyrics are some of the worst of all time. Here's one of my favorites. This is from the song Burn Bitch Burn, which that's a great fucking title. Wow. If I'm a woman, I really want to hang out with the guy who uh, wrote that fucking song. Yeah, jeez. Here's the metaphor. Ooh, baby, want to put my log in your fireplace. Maybe, baby, you want to get laid. That's not even a good, that's the stupidest way to just throw my log into your, what the I want to put my log into your fireplace. That's just so. I would love to spend like 10 minutes just breaking that down, but I don't think we have time. I feel like that was written by a virgin. That's like a guy that for sure had only ever seen something in a magazine. Clearly they're having a lot of sex. Clearly they're out there doing unspeakable things, I'm certain. But it really is almost like part of being the KISS fan club is maybe when you're filling out the form, they have you send in some lyrics that you would like them to sing. And then they just scrap them all together. So you've got a bunch of 12, 13-year-old boys out there writing this shit down and sending it in. And then it just gets cut and pasted into a Kiss song. If that's not the truth, I love that. Join our fan club and write our next record. (laughs) It's like a Mad Libs. Kiss Mad Libs to write our next record. That's a great idea. If Gene Simmons hears this, I know he'll do it. Gene, if that's true, we will sue your ass. That's our idea. Or how about the song Nothing to Lose, which is a Gene Simmons composition about convincing a girl who doesn't want to to have anal sex with you. Ooh. 
Ooh, here's some lyrics. Before I had a baby, I didn't care anyway. I thought about the back door. I didn't know what to say. But once I got a baby, I I tried every way. She didn't want to do it, but she did anyway. Wow. And actually, I'm a decent fucking person, so I assumed that song is about convincing her to do it, but it fucking might not be. It might be about just doing I, I it. I think it would be very easy to read into that and say that's a little on the rapey yeah, side. Yeah, it's about a hundred times more fucked up. Again, this goes back to what we talked about in the beginning. Who is playing this for their 10-year-old? This is not music for children. They're marketing this to children, dude. The merch is just, it's kid stuff. And this is what they're writing songs about. That's not okay. No. All right. So they're making really bad albums, but they're putting on a concert that everyone comes to see. And even their fans are telling them that their albums aren't good. Their fans are coming up to them saying shit like, you guys sound better live. You really need to find a way to get your live sound onto a record. Of course, that's ridiculous. I'm about to prove why that's ridiculous. But the reason their fans think that they sound better live is they're confusing the good time they have watching this spectacle at the big rock show. They're confusing all that with good music. They think, oh, I had fun. I was looking at some people holding guitars. The music must have been good at the concert, even if it's not good on the album. Yeah, that's not why you were entertained. It's not because of the guitars or singing. So Kiss decides, well, fuck it. Let's make a live album then. And they do. And they put it out. And it's their big breakthrough success. Is it actually a live album? Album, though. Of course, they don't even record themselves live. That's how bad it is. Both Peter Chris, the drummer of this band, and Eddie Kramer, the producer of this album, have stated that the only things on the album that were actually recorded live in concert were the drums and the vocals. Insane. Everything else is they go in the studio, fix it to make it sound, you know, passable. That's how you know you're a bad band if you can't even record a live show and turn it into a live record. Because you just, you can't, it has to be fixed. Everything has to be fixed. So everyone who thinks this was a great live band, they just needed a capture their live sound to have that success is that's not at all what happened they bought a lie they sold an illusion that they had already been selling at concerts it's like hypnotism god that i mean if you're a fan of kiss and you're listening to this shoot us an email because i mean what is that like to realize i mean i know that bands fix things sometimes but to totally remove half the instruments and just re-record <laughs> it is crazy. I think that a lot of KISS fans are aware of how bad and they just don't they care. Were. I mean, on some website, I found a KISS fan site that had an FAQ and one of the things was here are a bunch of songs that they stole guitar riffs from. It was on the Kiss fan side? Yeah, I mean, I didn't wow. write it down like I did for the Green Day episode because, I mean, who gives a shit with Kiss? None of this is defensible. That's what we're saying. And this is skipping ahead, but the weirdest part about their entire career to me is when they were allowed in the 80s, I think, to take off the makeup and still be a thing. It's the only reason anyone started paying attention in the first place is all this extra shit. And then they were allowed to strip that away and then just be a really fucking bad band. Yeah, if you strip that away, <laughs> the fact that they actually went through a time period where they thought it was a good idea to take all that away, why would you go see it if the whole idea is you go see it because Kiss is like these characters, blah, blah, blah. And now they're not. I'm about to break your mind. It's even worse. You may have forgotten this band did an MTV Unplugged. That is so bad. I did not know that. You didn't even know that? No. I remember it. No way. It's Yeah, why would you? I don't understand. You Who take MTV, I bet you that person got fired. Whoever thought that was a good idea had to have gotten fired. Were they wearing their makeup? No. No, they're not. They're no not. makeup, <laughs> no distortion, no fire, no blood. No, I mean, I, I don't think he did the blood thing. That would have been fucking ridiculous if he did. Sitting there on an acoustic guitar doing fake blood out of his an mouth. Acoustic bass. Okay, you start with the thing where you need all this extra shit to get anyone to even care in the first place. You get everybody to care using all that extra shit. Here's what we should do. Strip everything away. Send them out there onto the stage with uh, acoustic instruments. And these uh, horrendous fucking songs... 
to really let people focus on the lyrics, you know? Yeah, God, that is what such a bad idea. It kills me to think that somebody thought that. Somebody actually said to themselves and actually convinced other people that, that was a good idea. I just want to, I want to watch that. I'm going to go find it tonight and watch it. Unplugged was the big thing, so Kiss had to get into the big thing. I mean, Kiss has been on American Idol. I know, but not every band makes sense. No, that's the thing. Kiss has no integrity. Yeah, we know that. They will force themselves into any situation as long as that, I mean, disco, dude. Yeah. I was made for loving you. Disco becomes the only thing that's making money. They fuck. I mean, speaking of making money. All right. Go back to the live album. They put out a fake half live album. And this is now the thing that everyone wants to buy. They're paying attention. They see the sales coming in. And oh, this is now our new business plan. Within a couple of years of that live album, they start rolling out the merchandise. That's when the merchandise starts coming out. Because they're like, oh, people don't give a fuck about the music that we make. They want this illusion that we're selling. So let's just stamp it on anything we can everything we can they'll sell anything they can except the music because the music is just so bad and what people are going to say to you is yeah well mark but people did buy it and they made so much money yeah i mean i got to assume that they made ungodly amount of money on the actual merchandising versus anything else they did maybe even live show i mean honestly it's probably their number one money making thing that's why gene simmons is a genius marketer but guess what he's fucking not because i would love to see the numbers on how much of this shit they put out just tanked yeah a, a genius marketer is not going to just do a shotgun approach which is what this is yeah it's everything if we put everything out there something is gonna sell yeah what percentage of things that they put out actually made real money i have a partial list there's no way anyone has a complete list of every piece of kiss merchandise ever made gene does gene has got like this whole room doesn't he with not everything but he thinks it's funny oh because he's fucking loaded dude he's rich as there's shit an episode of whatever his show is i saw one time where he's like talking about all the crazy shit that he was going through it thought it was great what's great about that all right here's a list just a few things comic books action figures condoms shampoo shaving cream deodorant perfume video games board games pinball machines a visa card caskets and urns wow they want you even when you're dead that's so bad give me your money even after you're fucking dead put this shit in your will and make your family members spend money on our band it's so bad caskets and urns an actual casket, a kiss casket. There's nothing wrong with making money, but holy shit, have you ever seen someone chase a dollar this hard? That's all it is, too. Chasing money. Here's something that's interesting. The band has a different logo in countries where Nazi symbolism is illegal because the SS in kiss looks like the insignia for the Schutzstaffel. It is, isn't it? Or no? Which is basically the Nazi police. It's, it's the yeah, exact yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's illegal in Germany. Wild. I'm surprised. Did that ever become a thing? Did they do it on purpose? I think these guys are probably not that smart. I think these guys are not as smart as everyone thinks they are. Insane. Putting SS like that just seems really odd. You would think that someone would have been like, oh, damn, you know what that looks like? I mean, honestly, if a band used that exact thing today, I got to assume that people would immediately go, yo, that's not cool. Yeah, of course, man. 2018, you're not getting away with that no shit. No way. Gene Simmons even attempted to trademark the metal horn hand gesture. Yeah, that's right. Fucking A. What an, he's just an ass asshole in my opinion he really is just not into it every I mean, just wants to make a dollar any which way we can't even get into all the fucked up shit this guy has said in interviews he's gone on npr and blatantly hit on terry gross which is one Ooh. of the weirdest fucking things oh my god 
Like, dude, maybe don't do that. This is one of the cringiest episodes we've ever recorded. Could you imagine hitting on anyone at NPR? I don't know, Cherry Gross. I don't know. I'm just talking about the fact that she works at NP fucking, the most boring media place you could think of on the planet. Man, I'm getting laid today, son. Let's go in here and start swinging dick around. Who does that? (laughs) What the fuck? So fucking bad. This band is just like living, breathing cringe. Everything about them is cringeworthy. I just can't even wrap my head around that. So we don't really have a lot of demographic information on the audience for this podcast yet, but here's something for all the pro wrestling fans out there. I think that Kiss might be responsible for Eric Bischoff getting fired from WCW. (laughs) Why is that? Okay. This was in 1999. Uh, Kiss was doing the reunion thing for Psycho Circus, and WCW built a new character, a new wrestling character, to look like a member of the band. And they booked Kiss, the entire band, to play on an episode of Monday Nitro, for which they were paid half a million dollars. God dang it. One night. 500 grand. And according to Dean Malenko, a WCW wrestler at the time, it was the lowest ratings the show ever received. Nobody cared to watch. And Eric Bischoff, the head of WCW at the time, was fired within a month. Wow. Because he blew $500,000. Can you imagine? I wonder how many people Kiss has bankrupted with this marketing thing. No, no. You give us all your money. We'll put Kiss on it. It'll be great. It's going to sell so much. Except for we're also doing 100,000 other things at the same exact time. There's no way that all the attention is going to get focused on all of it. Right. It's not going to be unique in any way, shape, or form. Someone's losing their ass. That wrestling thing, that happened the same year that the movie Detroit Rock City came out and bombed. $17 million budget, $6 million gross worldwide wide box office so brutal. gene simmons produced that shit Whew. that's as hands-on as you can get and it's still fucking tanked nobody cares movie was awful by the way i Just never terrible. actually saw it i don't think not all the way through it kind of made fun of their fans because it's about these four dumbass high school kids and they are presented as nothing but bungling idiots the entire time so this is clearly the idea that kiss has of their fans and all these kids want to do the whole movie is get to a kiss concert lose their tickets get the shit beat out of them just do a bunch of stupid shit and this is what gene thinks about his fans i think so if he green lit it that means it was he produced it man that's right yeah gene simmons tried to be an actor in the 80s he got parts in about five movies none of them are anything a normal person would ever have seen you've only seen this shit if you like to watch bad movies this is a guy who in 2004 he made a solo album called asshole asshole by gene simmons It's like he's acknowledging his own character. Oh, he gets off on it. I think he's just embraced it. He's the Donald Trump of rock and roll. Yeah, that's a great, and I agree fully. Can't believe it took us this long to say that. Well, you know, I didn't want to, I tried (laughs) to avoid it. (laughs) He is the Donald Trump of rock and roll, though, for a lot of reasons. Oh, yeah, I mean, the sexual harassment allegations, we could just go through it. Oh, my God. On that asshole album, he covers Firestarter by The Prodigy. You know, nearly 10 years after anyone ever thought it was a good idea to listen to The Prodigy. (laughs) 10 years after it was relevant. It was a popular song. Uh, So why would he cover that up? Oh my God. I don't know. I don't know why he thought it was a good idea. I'm really surprised he didn't do Smack My Bitch Up instead because we all know how much he loves that word. To be in the mind of this man. All right. So here's something I haven't talked about on this podcast before. Personal story time. Before we wrap up. Yeah. I was sent to Christian schools, which, believe it or not, is a lot more fun than you might imagine. Kids who go to Christian schools are way more fucked up than you. If you didn't go to Christian schools, just trust me. A lot of pastor's kids are like that, too. Oh, the craziest girls, the craziest craziest guys, (laughs) the craziest whatever they end up being. (laughs) 
there's a lot of conspiracy theory thinking that happens in American Christian communities. I'm not sure many people are aware of this. I think that the intersection of Christianity and conspiracy theorists is big, and that's based on personal experience, but I've got a lot of it. So one thing that would happen in this Christian school is every now and then someone would come by and give us a batshit insane slideshow presentation mm -hmm. about Satan's existence in the world, the things that Satan was responsible for. That's wild. <laughs> I remember one time they came by and there was a presentation about how aborted baby fetuses get ground up and put into mascara by major makeup brands. Oh my God. They literally showed us pictures of weird like meat looking stuff in dumpsters and they told us that it was aborted baby fetuses. That's child abuse. Which I don't think is even legal to dispose of. You can't dispose of human flesh. We're talking in a room, 400 people just sitting there, wide eyed, uh. taking it all in, believing it, buying in all the way. You know, that kind of shit. Uh, there was another one about satanic imagery hidden in Hollywood movies. That was fucking awesome. I loved that presentation. That's something we should get a hold of and what we should watch that. And it's a video. We got to get our hands on it. You probably could find it on YouTube. We should find it. I bet you can. It's really so good. It tells you about so many good movies. I found out about Rosemary's Baby because of that. Just all this extra shit. Okay, but the best one. This is one of the best things that ever happened to me in my life is a dude came through and the people who give these presentations, by the way, they're on tour. Like a band would go on tour. They go on tour with these presentations and they go around to churches, uh, youth groups, whatever. I'm familiar with it. Cause when I was uh, in my teenage years, I went to an evangelical church, but I don't remember seeing, I remember when my one's friend mom was really crazy and she said that demons sat on uh, anarchy symbols. She said it was a demonic perch. I don't know. There was a lot of crazy shit. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was, it was insane. Go ahead. Okay, so my favorite presentation was about how pretty much all rock music is a tribute to the devil. Including Christian, right? Did they include Christian music? Yeah, they talked about, uh, was Striper? The, yeah, Striper, yeah. yeah. They yeah, talked yeah. about Striper. I, I guess I should say I'm 100% not a Satanist. That's as stupid as being a fundamentalist Christian to me. You Satanist. Get a fucking life. Uh, but the presentation was fucking awesome. It was the most hardcore shit I had ever seen in my life. This is the first time I heard Black Sabbath. This is the first time I heard old school Metallica. So sick. When Metallica was good, the first few albums. You know, they so were, sick. They were playing us clips of it. I was like, this is fucking awesome. This had the exact opposite effect on you as it was oh, supposed absolutely. to. absolutely. You're like, we're going to get more of this. And Kiss was in this presentation. They told us that Kiss stood for Knights in Satan's Service. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I think is cool. That's probably the coolest thing about the band but it doesn't it doesn't actually stand for that but if it did it would be awesome who actually made that up i wonder somebody literally made it up at some point probably christians probably well, christians yeah, sure. looking for, looking for yeah. something yeah yeah i could not wait to listen to kiss the reason why kiss worked is because when you see pictures of all this shit it looks cool when you're a kid like i was dudes breathing fire fucking blood and it's all teen hormone boy stuff that yeah i'm gonna go home and check that out so fucking disappointed so disappointed when I heard the sound that was attached to all of those images that they had shown me. You thought it was going to be way better. It doesn't match up. It doesn't. No, no. What a wild thing. But yeah, if your favorite band is Kiss. Your favorite band sucks. Thank you for listening to Your Favorite Band Sucks. Maybe you didn't notice a difference in the way this episode sounds, but if you did, Mark and I had to try recording in a few different places when something changed with our previous setup. Some of the coming episodes may be a little all over the place, but we still sound better than 90% of podcasts, and our podcast is still better than 100% of podcasts, so don't worry about it.
As always, whether you agree with us, disagree with us, or just feel like starting some shit, be sure to post this episode somewhere online. I guess you could text a link straight to someone, but as vicious as this episode was, that may be considered a form of assault, I'm not sure. There's going to be a lot of 40-year-old virgins out there who don't take this one very well. Really not looking forward to that 500-word response from old Chucky Klosterman either. That's the name of the game, people. Your childhood is not safe from this podcast. We're coming for everything you thought you loved and showing you why it's terrible. But you can relax your buttholes for a minute because next week we're taking a shot at a much older generation. Well, and all you burnouts who think crystals have magical healing properties. That's right, man. We're about to yellow all over your mellow, man, and harsh the fuck out of those positive vibes, brah. It's the Grateful Dead.